I think everyone needs a coach. I mean, mentorship and guidance have been incredibly crucial in our development as a company. So I thought I'd introduce you to some amazing coaches as part of this special series of Meet My Business. Today we're chatting to Karina Kansas. She's an author, coach, mentor, NLP practitioner, speaker, award-winning author, podcaster, radio host, graphic designer, award-winning filmmaker, so much more. So we as a company have launched a book, Become a Podmaster, Everything You Need to Know to Master the Art of Podcasting. And I must admit, launching a book and promoting a book is way more challenging than we realized initially. I think there's a lot of hurdles that um, we perhaps didn't realize. And ultimately, I think a lot of people out there are interested in writing books to demonstrate thought leadership, or they just have a message that they want to get across, but they really don't have any idea of what to do once they've actually made the thing. So that's what we're going to be chatting about today. Before we get into that, uh, Karina, can you tell us a little bit about your career history? How did you get to this point? I have a very warped imagination, so I started writing at a very young age. I tried to uh, get a publisher with my first book when I was 18. After, I won't say how many, but after many, many rejections, I decided to do it myself. Now, we're talking back, back, back when there was no e-books, there was no Kindle. It was just paperbacks and everyone was looking for a publisher or an agent to push them forward with their career as an author. So I had this Christian publisher contact me and say, well, it's basically, we'll make you a number one bestseller and we'll get your book in the libraries and the schools. And my book was like the 20th century version of The Outsiders by Essie Hinton, which is in the English curriculum. So there's me thinking, okay, you know, people will want to read this. It will get into the school libraries and it will get popular that way. Um, unfortunately, I went with Avanti Press and I was burnt, which means they took my money, didn't give me what I paid for, didn't give me my books that I paid for, certainly didn't pay me for any sales if there were any. Um, so I got burnt badly. When I finally got my book published myself through Lulu, um, and I love Lulu, shout out to lulu.com. I held it in my hand and I was so proud of it. But then I thought, well, what do I do now? How do I get people to know about my book? How do people know about me? And there was no one to help me. And so over the 30 years that I've been doing this and writing and publishing books and, and helping other authors, I wanted to give back everything that I learned to authors that needed that help. So we're in the same position. Oh my gosh, I've just published a book. Now what do I do? Or I want to write a book, but I don't know what to do once I've written that book. I don't want people getting burnt by Vanity Press. I've been getting clients out of contracts from these presses and republishing the book for them. I've been mentoring, uh, guiding authors for many years now through the whole process of publishing. I teach the basics of marketing and promoting to authors. So at least they're not flat on their face when they hold their book. They know what they need to do to get out there until they learn themselves. That's why I started Author Assist because I didn't want other authors to go through what I went through. I wanted them to have a clear direction of where they needed to go. So Author Assist started off with doing book trailers. I actually did book trailers for my own books. I've got 14 fiction books published. 
I did book trades for my own books. I did short narration excerpts for my own books. And people were starting to listen and watch these videos. And then they came to me and said, can you do that for my book? And I was like, well, yeah, I suppose I can. And then it was like, well, I'm promoting my book. Why can't I promote other authors' books? And it started like that. And uh, that was in 2015, Author Assist uh, began. And uh, we've been going ever since. I've got an amazing team behind me. There's no challenge we can't take. And as you called out all of those uh, accolades, we have everything under our belt from editing, the formatting, the cover design, making sure the book is 100% ready before it's published, which is a huge mistake that authors do now. They rush, get it out there, and it's not ready. That's not fair on the book. Then we help with the marketing. We have, I have a TV show, podcast, radio show. We have press releases going out. We have social media blasts going. We've got the trailers and narrations, um, the graphic design that uh, Author Assist does. We cover everything from helping with the actual writing, actual mentoring with the actual writing, right through to how they promote and market themselves after. There's a term that I want to kind of pick up on, which is a vanity presser. I think this is a really good place to start. In the podcasting world, you get a lot of people who will message you on LinkedIn saying, hey, I can promote your podcast. There's like lots and lots of kind of fly-by-nights who claim to be able to get you onto these charts and, you know, ultimately just end up, yeah, yeah, definitely end up spamming you constantly. Is a vanity presser kind of an adjacent thing? The real question is, what exactly is a vanity presser and why should people avoid them? How do people know You've got to know that I'm a vanity press. So there are good vanity presses out there. And then there's the bad ones and you have to look out for the red flags. Okay. What people do with me, they pay me to take their book that's completed, to edit it, to make sure that it's formatted, to make sure it has a a beautiful cover. Of course, we work with the author on the cover. We don't just design what we want to design. And when the book is ready, then I upload the book for them on their behalf. So I'm not the publisher. They are the publisher. They're the ones that set the price. They're the ones that set their royalties. And they're the ones that keep on an eye on their sales. Once that book is uploaded, that's it. Unless they hire me to help with the promotion, then it's all theirs. I won't take that responsibility of being the publisher. And here's why what happens with Vanity Press is you have those that do what I'm doing but they take your money and they do not edit your book. They do not format your book. And when you get that lovely book that you've been working on for how many years in your hands, it's a mess. And it doesn't matter how many phone calls you do, how many letters and emails you send, you are not going to get your money back. And if anything, the small print that you didn't see when you signed anything is going to make you pay out even more. That's vanity press. Then you have those that take the publishing onto their backs. So they could say to you, oh, well, you've had 10 sales this month, when in fact you've had 50, and there's no way to prove it. Now, not all vanity presses are like that. Like I said, um, you've got to look out for the red, red flags. And my advice to anyone who gets a unsolicited phone call because they do it by phone now, or email from someone claiming to be able to publish your book, look at that name, go on to Google, Google that name, Yahoo that name, and don't go to the first four pages if there's nothing. Don't give up. Keep going. 
because if there's any negative word about this company, it will be on there. And that's where you find out that it's a scam. So now we're going to get into how to actually launch a book successfully. Ultimately, I think the author's nightmare is they write this book, they get a whole bunch of copies printed, and then a year later, they're sitting with boxes and boxes of books in their garage and no idea what to do with them. I think the dream is that people actually get their book to the correct audiences, you know, realize the vision of their book and actually succeed on this massive undertaking that they've, that they've done. But as you mentioned earlier, before even doing any of that, a lot of people aren't even making sure their book is ready for publishing. They might not even be at the stage yet that they think they are. How does someone know whether or not their book is ready and what are the steps that they should be taking to make sure that this is the right time to launch? Okay, well, way before you even start writing your book is when you start getting things together or when your book is going to be published and launched. You need to start work on sorting out a social media presence. Now, that takes time, so that needs to start immediately. You need to start designing or creating your own website, even just a, a cheap one with an easy template just so you've got somewhere to take traffic to and all your book details is going to be on that website. You can get them for free. WordPress, amazing. So you've got to sort out your social media. You've got to sort out your website and you've got to start a mailing list. And all of this happens before you pick up that pen. That's how much in advance you have to think about the business side of being an author. It's not about writing a book and then trying to find a marketplace for it. It is a business. And with any business or any company you start, you have to have a plan. And that's what people don't realize. So get all that in order first and then start writing. And with the writing, write when you're ready to write. Don't force yourself to write because when you're in the zone, when you're in the mindset to write, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, you're in a bubble and nothing can penetrate that bubble and you, your fingers fly over the keyboard and what you write is pure gold. Now, when you force yourself to write, oh, I'm going to do 2,000 words every day. I really don't want to write today. <laughs> Tap on the keyboard. The next day when you look at it, you can't use it because it's not come from inside. It's not come from your emotion, from, from your heart. It's come because you've forced yourself to write it. Now, when you think you've finished your book, that's what we call the first draft. It's not finished. That's when it then goes to an editor and the editor looks at it the first time. We'll make suggestions, changes. They'll take it back to you. You'll look at it. You can agree or disagree. You make the changes. That's the second draft, but it's not finished. It then goes back to the editor. The editor then does what we call a line edit, which is like a proofreading edit. Once that's done, it then goes back again to the author and they say, yes, I'm happy with it. Let's do this. That then goes to the formatter who puts in all the links, puts in the front matter, puts in the back matter. So your bios, your chapters, all of that. And a beautiful style, of course, is then put in by the formatter. And it's really important that that's done, then you've got the cover design. And of course, everyone, no matter what they say, everyone judges the book by its cover. So that cover 
has to stand out. It has to go with the genre or with the topic that is on Amazon now as a bestseller. So before you even think about a cover design, go onto Amazon, type in the genre you write in, type in the topic that you're writing about, look at what is selling in the top 10 of Amazon bestseller. Look at those covers because that is what's attracting that reader. Your reader wants that cover. Of course, you're not going to copy it, but look at the colors, look at the symbols they're using, look at the designs they're using. It has to be similar to get the eye, to catch the eye of your reader who wants that topic of book. So cover design is really important. Once you decide what you want, I design what I call a draft copy of a cover to get it as close as we can to what the author wants. And then it then goes to my designer who does the final copy. And that is ebook and paperback. And don't forget the paperback would be two sides in one. So you've got the blurb on the back that needs to be written, which is a nightmare trying to write a blurb. It's worse than writing the actual book doing a blurb. It seriously is. So you've got the blurb and maybe an image of yourself. You've got a leave room then for the barcode if you're selling your book in shops and uh, on online on Amazon. You've then um, logos, anything. So all of that needs to be designed on the back. Of course, it's got to match front. That's your paperback. The ebook is is quite simple. You can do an ebook on on Canva yourself. But again, if you want your book to be seen, it really needs to be designed by someone who knows what they're doing and is good at their job. So editing, formatting, and cover design have to be done by professionals to give your book the best chance it has for success. I think people really undervalue that nowadays because of how easy it is. You know, everything's been democratized. I can go to Canva right now. I can make a graphic. I can go to insert AI tool here and write some stuff. Any number of things can be done super easily. But what people don't also really think about is that because it's so easy, so many more people are doing it. So trying to cut through above the crowd and to actually rise up among the hundreds of thousands of competitors, you really do have to take that extra professional step. It's, as you said, will give you the fighting chance. I mean, it costs money. You can't publish a book unless you have that money. You have the time to write it and you have the money to do it properly. And if you don't, keep on writing, keep on putting those books aside until you do. Because it's not fair on you and it's not fair on the book to not give it the best chance it has. Now we've got a book. It's ready. Everything's perfect. You've got a professional, designed everything. It looks great. reads great. Now, what do you do? You, you, ideally, you've already started building up your audience, right? You started, you've got your website in order, you've got your mailing list. Uh, you're not thinking Social about media, you've got one your of those things. Are in you've place, already right? been teething your book for the last few months. You, people know about this book that's going to be mm. coming out. They've uh, seen maybe even a, a cover tease to get them interested for, non, for, for fiction. Uh, maybe you've put a little excerpt on to tease them a little bit, or you've done a small reading. Through those weeks, while it's on pre-order, because once you upload the book or you get someone like me to upload the book correctly, and the reason I'm pointing myself out to do it is because if you don't know what you're doing when you upload a book and you don't use the correct keywords and you don't put it in the correct 
category, then no one's going to see your book. It's not so simple as just, oh, let's put it onto Amazon and be finished with. It's not. There is, there is a method behind the madness. So that needs to be done. And then when it's uploaded, I advise a pre-order of at least two to three weeks. And it's on the pre-order is where you are really nailing down on your marketing and your promotion. So you're going on radio stations, you're going on podcasts, you're going on TV shows, you're contacted bloggers, you're signed up with two or three blog tours. All of this is going to promote the book while it's on pre-order. And of course, while it's on pre-order, it's always a little bit cheaper to get people to pre-order it before it goes on full price when it's released. You have, as I said, the cover reveal. You've got all of the media uh, appearances. Um, and again, you, you're teasing with, with quotes from the book, with other graphics, promoting it all over social media. You're promoting it on your website. And you're, what you're doing is you're doing a post on your website and your website is then posting on your social media. So anyone who reads it on social media is being taken to the website. You've got to draw traffic to your website because that is where all your information for your book is going to be whether it's sold from there which is a really really good idea I can talk about that after or whether it's a link to Amazon or Barnes and Noble take them to your website to click on that link not straight to Amazon so why do you say they should go to the website first what what benefit is this there the benefit of getting people to your website is because that is your home base that is where people can connect with you. You'll have the link to your newsletter on there. You'll have link to all your social media on there, all the information for the book and all the links will be on there. That is your home base. That is where you've got to drive traffic to. On a completely separate topic, you also have a radio show and podcast. Let's, let's chat a bit about that. Uh, what's the name of the show and uh, what's it about? Right. Well, Behind the Pen started off as a YouTube show, which I didn't realize could then be turned into a podcast. So Behind the Pen uh, has about 120 videos on the playlist on YouTube. It started in September 2019. Then it went to Spotify podcast in June 2020. There's 129 episodes on there now. And then it went to TV on Way TV channel, which then distributes to Roku TV and Amazon Fire. So it actually can be seen by up to 100 million homes if people cared to switch on and watch one of the episodes. Behind the Pen is a interview-based show where I chat with creatives that use a pen. So it could be an author, an illustrator, a musician, graphic designer, writer, screenwriter. Um, I've had actors on, I've had directors, I've had bands from India, I've had psychic uh, mediums on. I don't know who my guest is, but I don't want to do a script. I don't want to know who they are. All I know is that they use a pen for work and they're in the creative field. Then as we start chatting, we learn about who that person is behind the pen, how they came to their talent, what they've achieved, 
what their future plans are. Every single episode is just uh, totally different from one to the next. And it's so entertaining, so enlightening to hear these people's stories and their journey as an artist. That's what Behind the Pen is all about. So, And then my radio show, which is called Author Assist, uh, and that's on uh, Artist First Radio Network. I've been there for seven years now. I do two interviews in one show, and that's with authors. And it could be a debut author, could be a New York Times bestselling author. Incredible. Karina, this has been an amazing chat. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, uh, check out, I mean, your websites, the services you offer, all of these amazing shows, what would be the best place to go? Find me on social media. I'm under Karina Cantus. Contact me there. Author Assist, again, all over social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, my website, which is authorassistbykk.com. Fortunately, someone pinched my actual name, so I couldn't have my website. Um, <laughs> so authorassistbykk.com, and you'll see all the services and all the testimonials. Brilliant. Yes, we'll definitely pop the links in the description of this episode. And our book, Become a Podmaster, Everything You Need to Know to Master the Art of Podcasting is on pretty much every platform. But if you want to support the author to a greater degree, check out Bear.media. We've got it directly on the site as well. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast, but don't really know where to start, go to our website, Baird.media. That's B-A-I-R-D.media. You can find the book, Become a Podmaster, Everything You Need to Know to Master the Art of Podcasting. And you can also sign up to one of our mentorship programs, where we help you figure out, develop, and produce your show from start to finish.